Fire Zone Show back at you. NFL season kicking off. It's Thursday night as we record this. Got the Rams and the Bills on my TV screen behind me. Uh, joined as always by Denar Melton. Man, football is back. NFL football that counts is back. It's back. And looking looking fast and furious early on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bills came out on their first drive right down the field, got seven, and uh, the defense has been looking pretty solid early on too. So uh, good matchup, you know, to kick off the season. Yeah, big-time matchup. I, I'm i excited to see how this unfolds. Um, I, I think a lot of people like not to put a lot of stock into, you know, early season games, but I think you can get a lot out of, who came into the season prepared and who is, you know, hitting the ground running and, you know, we'll, we'll keep watching this and seeing what happened. I see, I didn't, wasn't paying attention, but I see Josh Allen's got a little, little aggressive. <laughs> yeah. You know, being, being Ravens fans, you know, I'm pulling for the Rams tonight. <laughs> hey, any, anything to get the early jump on, yeah. On home field, you know that. <laughs> Absolutely, because he, he's come out looking pretty good early on. So yes. hopefully the Rams can turn. You know, it's still early. I think they just started the second quarter. Hopefully the Rams can turn this thing around. It's only 7-0. Um, but we're going to talk about defense as we always do. Let's talk some defense. Let's talk some Ravens defense. Um, the Ravens will be kicking it off against the Jets um, on Sunday. 9-11, so going to be a lot of emotions going on around that. People have heard the storyline playing Flacco for the first time since he left the Ravens. So, you know, obviously he's going to feel some type of way, regardless of what he says publicly. You know, that game is going to mean something to him. Um, but just wanted to get your thoughts, you know, kind of just high-level stuff on what you're expecting from the defense. You know, we we haven't seen some of the guys play. Um, because, you know, they were resting during the preseason. And uh, I think everybody, including me, is really kind of interested to see what this Mike McDonald defense is really going to look like. Like he might have, you know, showed a little bit of something here and there in the preseason. But what's it really going to look like uh, when they line up against the Jets? Yeah, um, I I think – I think her name is Sarah Elliott. Uh, I forget her name on Twitter who tweeted out that uh, that quote or that question that she had for Calais Campbell about m- moving outside. Yeah. And I, I think when she start kind of putting the pieces together, what this first initial group that's going to be out there, I, I'm excited to see it come together. Having... Campbell as as you know going to the strength of the run and having OA as your as your backside rusher who's going to be more free and being able to be that ultimate pass rusher and then having the presence in the middle, I I, I want to see it, but then I'm I I take a step behind the line and then I get nervous. Because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Queen 
I, I, I'm pretty sure Bonds is, is going to be okay in coverage in a sense, but that worries me as well. So the middle of the field makes me nervous in terms of not seeing those guys playing. And hopefully this comes together and we see the complete vision of having Bynes and Queen on the field. And hopefully that bodes well. If not, I think they're capable guys who are ready to step in. Now let me stick right there on Queen because I want to get your opinion on this. The fact that he didn't play at all during the preseason. I mean, you can interpret it different ways, but to me, I'm like, okay, they're confident enough in what they're seeing from him in practice that they feel like he didn't need to get any reps in preseason games, mm-hmm. which seems like, you know, kind of a sign of confidence. Right. Yeah, we never know, right, until they kick it off in the game that counts. You never know for sure. But what did you think about it? Because I kind of expected that he would play a little bit in the preseason, he didn't play at all. Yeah, that 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 seemed to be the most interesting development from camp was, like you said, the confidence they seemed to to have in Queen. Now, is that because he got into the lab this off season? really dove into the idea of playing linebacker and what it took takes to play linebacker. And they've seen that translate on there. Cause I've, what, what makes me nervous is I know everyone has their own way of expressing themselves and they, they, and these new age individuals like to express themselves but I don't. I, I, I'm. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. I'm not convinced that what you're doing in practice and what we saw over the last two, three seasons with him, in terms of being lost in coverage. That that's an interesting. Very interesting story. Now, they could be playing this and saying, "Well, if we did lose him in the in the in the preseason, we would really be out of luck." So, I okay, I get that, but I hope he comes out and and he plays. I'm not asking him to be outstanding. I need him to be consistent consistently in the right position, consistently making the plays because as a coach and I, when I was a player, I was always told this is if I can get someone to line up correctly, what I can't get them to do is put them in the right position to make plays. That's average football players. Be in position to make plays. Be in where you belong. If he's doing that, the good in him will come out naturally. Then 
you get a little football luck because you're in the right place, right time. Confidence starts going through the roof, picks. And now you start seeing the game slow down. Now you start understanding route combinations. You understand if someone's leaving, someone's coming. (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 easy thing. Don't chase because you got someone next to you. Understand the coverages. If you got somebody next to you, you don't have to chase drags. Like those things, seeing those in real time and seeing this and reading all that other stuff, it comes with game time. So we'll see. Yeah, you know, I think we talked about that a little bit last season when we did that film room on him with Coach Evans. Uh, where you saw kind of the difference between some of those early games and then some of the games a little bit towards the middle of the season, you know, sort of middle back third of the season where he was playing a little bit more on the weak side and also just letting the game come to him, right? Mm-hmm. Just playing within the structure of the defense, like you said, being where you're supposed to be. You got all of the natural gifts in the world. Right. You're going to make plays. Yes. Right? You don't have to chase them. You're going to make plays, especially if you, you know, are playing within the structure of the defense. It's, it's especially, you know, being more on the weak side. It's set up for you to make plays. A lot of times you're going to be the unblocked man. The unblocked man. It's set yeah. up for you to make plays. Just be patient. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. your natural playmaking ability do its thing. I just need you to be patient. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I was playing, I had a quick trigger. I would go flying. And then, you know, one day our coach came in and was like, "You, we all going to start doing re-steps. You pick it up, put it down. It, it'll literally make your mind stop for a second. Like, I got to think about my foot. But why am I thinking about my foot? <laughs> Read what the heck is going on. And then natural ability kicks in. Okay, go get the football. How am I going to go get the football? I'm going through that man. <laughs> and I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, we. I mentioned that Harrison Smith uh, interview he did with Darius Butler and Antoine Bethea all the time. Where he talked about young players at any position, whether he's on defense, whether it's young safeties, young linebackers, whatever. Where are you going? He's like these guys are just flying all over the place, <laughs> Wait, no, it's just, just running. He's like, where are you going? And you talk to them, and they don't know. They're not reading the key. They're not. They, they don't know where they're going. They're just chasing the ball. And he's like, look. Wait, read your key, understand what you're seeing, and then move decisively. Yes. Just running all around. (laughs) And and I'm glad you brought that up. And it's something that's been banging in my mind for like the last, like the last three, four weeks, just as college football's got up and running. Linebacker play in college football is horrible. Absolutely horrible. And I, and, and I blame the coaching but I blame I blame everything that is money and sports because the the lost idea of coaching is gone because you don't have in their minds they don't have time because I, I gotta I gotta win football games and whenever I gotta do that you gotta go make plays I gotta get the best players and the fundamentals are not being taught. Not in high school, not in little league, it's gone. So by the time they get to the NFL, this is why you have just just 
you have great players and you have very average players in the league. And you have these smart coaches, offensive coaches, who know if I show you this nice piece of candy over here, you've been taught since elementary school to go get the candy. Guess what? The rump roast is over here, bud. <laughs> and it's and it's and it's just like it's 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 annoying. It is genuinely annoying to watch a lot of these young guys just running. Just running everywhere. And I know they're taught. But once you're in the, the heat of the battle, unless you've been repped on it, you're just you're just not going to be successful. And and it's and it's, and it makes the middle of the field look horrible. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about this before um, at various points, whether it be with Patrick Queen or, or or any really young linebackers coming into the league. If you don't have that stuff coming in if you didn't get that coaching and didn't get those fundamentals coming in, it's harder to get it once you get into the league because you might be working on that stuff during OTAs and mini camps and stuff like that. And then maybe a little bit once you get into camp, but then once camp is winding down and you're really shifting your focus to the seat, well, even really when camps are, cause they're doing installs and stuff. So like yeah. maybe OTAs and mini camps where you're working on actual technique. But then after that, everything becomes about gameplay. Yeah. About install. We we not doing you know individual anymore or at least not as much. We're working on technique and stuff like that. And so, you know, you hear a lot of players talk about that when you come into the league. They're like, you're not gonna learn technique in the league. Yeah. It's not, not unless you do it on your own. They like if you do it on your own time, okay, that's one thing. But like on the team's time, like practice, they're like, nah, we we working on game plans. We working on install yeah. offense, defense, opponent stuff. We're not out here working on our, our steps and working on our eyes and working on, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. So yeah. you're right, man. If you don't have it coming in, it's not that you can't get it, but like all these guys have said, you got to get that on your own time. That's above and beyond what you're doing yeah. with the team. Yes. You know, and there aren't many people committed to doing that, even at this level. Right, which is interesting. The, the Commodores – Commanders, whoever they are. Commies, that's what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> Commies. Commando. Um, those cats down in the beltway. Interesting, they got mad at Chase Young because he went out to the uh is it Vaughn Mills pass rush? Yeah. School? Yeah, to the summit. Yeah. The yeah. summit. He got hurt <laughs> there or whatever. Yeah. But he was going out there to become a better pass rusher because he regressed last year. Yeah. Badly, yeah, because <laughs> nobody's teaching them. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the way to say it. I'm not getting it here, <laughs> so I gotta go somewhere. I can't I can't go out. And it's, if I mess around and keep on the path that y'all got me on here, when it's contract time, I'm gonna start playing games. Yeah, so now I gotta go get mine so that I put some good tape out there, and then hey, if it don't work out here, hey, it's all good. So I'm right. gonna go. But I don't blame him. You know, you got to do that kind of stuff because you got to look out for your own career. And if you feel like, hey, we're not really spending the time on it with the team in the way that I feel like I want it or I need it, it's your career. I mean, these guys are all independent contractors. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and you're part of a team, but when it's contract time, it's about you. Right. And, and 
how can you blame the coaches? The coaches are like, I got to win. And, and my best way is just to get you to do what I know has worked for the last 20 years of my coaching career. So I'm going to teach you how to get through. The, this is the gap you got to get through there. If you're a great player from college, you'll figure it out. Like you just still, you just ascend. But that's why a lot of these modernized coaches are coming in and, and doing things different. They're not doing anything different. They're, they're making defenses think there's ghosts because people haven't been taught. They're taking advantage of the fact no one taught any fundamentals. And the fun part of this, half these offensive coordinators are failed defensive coordinators because they didn't want to be defensive <laughs> coordinators. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they got going on up there. You know how many guys I've seen when I was coming up who were failed defensive guys and uh, they were like DB coaches and all of a sudden they're offensive line coaches. And you're like, what? And then like two years later, like offensive coordinators, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. Flip. They flip. Hey, there's defense uh, probably at all levels, but you, you really see it in the NFL level. It's hard, man. I mean, the rules are already stacked against you. Mm-hmm. you can't touch nobody. can't put your hands on people. Um, and then, like you said, you're, you're dealing with these offensive coordinators who will show you that candy when really it's just an empty wrapper. Yeah, <laughs> you don't realize it until you go to pick it up. You're like, man, there ain't nothing in here. And man, that's some, you know, some candy corn. Yeah, <laughs> there's a big pile of candy behind you over your head. Looking like, delicious. That. Yeah, yes, you know, it's that. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I think we're both um optimistic that's the word I use about Mike McDonald and you know what we're expecting uh from the defense. You know, he talked again today, he's been saying this. At each one of his media availabilities, usually he'll he'll chime it in there uh, at least once, where he says, "Hey, you know, for, to the untrained eye, it's going to look a lot like what you've seen here in the past, but there will be some differences." But he said, "For most people, the outside looking in, it's going to look kind of like it did in the past." So, mm. Um, mm. but <laughs> uh, we'll see. looks looks a heck of a lot different. Than we'll see. See here for yeah. years. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, even just in the preseason, when we were just talking about the defensive line and the way that they were rushing, you could see it. You could see a difference just in that. Yeah. So it's freedom. Yeah. These, these cats are free, and I think, and I think we talked about this last time. I think that's why Campbell came back. Yeah. I think they talked to him. They said, "Listen, you're no longer going to be playing five technique." And at 37 years old, and asking him to play anywhere from 30 to 50 snaps. You're, you're, no, it's just, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot for any cat asking him to do it yeah. for 17 games. Yeah, it's a lot. Plus playoffs, probably. Like, it's, so those types of five techniques, if you look back over the last five years, six years, how many of those types of guys have been coming in the NFL? Very, very little. You don't see them that much anymore. Because, the college game no longer requires it. Yeah, they don't produce those guys. No, you know? unless you turn someone into that. 
Yeah, you're not going to see many six five, six six, two hundred ninety pound dudes lining up on the shoulder of a tackle. Yeah, most of those guys are inside now. Inside, <laughs> yeah, right? They're 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 one text, they're three text, they're interior guys now. You know, you and, don't see the Chris Cannies, the Trevor Prices. You don't, you don't see them. Yeah, like, you don't see those anymore. And that it has been the Achilles' heels when team when when the Ravens didn't have a very good five technique. Teams could run on us, and it 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 look it would look bad, like it'd be very bad. But once you know, who was here before Campbell? Who was pretty decent at that? Um, I mean, Urban was in that mix. He was a rotational type of guy. Yeah, but they I don't had know that they've of, had like a legit legit guy. At five yeah, in a, in a while. In a while. Which is why they, why they struggled down the stretch in a lot of games when teams started running the football and everybody's like they were, they were playing you, Urban out there they were playing Chris Wormley out there I mean it was just, just it dangerous. was it was ugly it was so dangerous. you got to you got to adjust yeah. same thing with off outside linebackers how many guys you see in the college teams they're dropping off the line of scrimmage you got to adjust you got to McDonald talked about that today. They gave him that same question about, you know, uh, concern about your depth and outside. He's like, you know, we got guys who can play that. <laughs> we, we got, got guys, guys who can play yeah. on the edge. So we're not, we're comfortable. Yeah. He, like, yeah. Yeah. The Campbell out there for 25, 30 snaps at the DN. Like, you imagine coming out as a quarterback, third and five, and you got slants called. You got six, seven. You bring in someone inside who's not Pierce with long arms. You've got Matabike. You've got Owe. I mean, you just got arms everywhere. Travis Jones, when he comes back. Right. You saw what he was doing. (laughs) Different impact. Different ways to impact the pass game in this new quick game, this new three-step, this – Get it out in the playmaker's hands and make them work. Go out there and make somebody miss. This is why everything comes full circle. And this is why you love zone. This is why you love zone blitzes. Because at the end of the day, the structure of the defense is a bubble. Keep everything inside the bubble. Nothing over the top. Make them work. Yeah, that was it was funny listening to Campbell when he talked about playing on the edge. You know, he said, Yeah, he's very comfortable playing out there. And he said, you know, look, a run game, you can't block me with a tight end. He's like, a tight end can't block me. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here with that. Yeah, they can't block me. You know, some of these outside linebackers, these 240-pound type dudes, yeah, you know, some of these tight ends, you know, they can get out there and you know, they can block those guys. You're not blocking Calais Campbell with a tight end. You're not gonna be able to get outside. You're 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 not going to be able to get outside of him. You're not going to be able to hook him unless you slam him. Sure. You're going to have to crack him. Somebody's going to have to come in. and. <laughs> you, you, you think some cat going to come in there and crack two? They don't want no part of that. 295, whatever he is. Six, they no. don't want no part of that, especially a guy like him who will know it's coming. Yeah. You come in there if you want to. Wide receiver. <laughs> right. And this is, once again, the beautiful part about zone, which is, once that receiver walks inside, guess what the corner's yelling? Crack, crack, yep. crack. Defense end's going to stand up, move out. Yep. It's over. Yep. <laughs> it negates everything. Yeah. 
So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing him get some of those opportunities. Um, I think when, when we talk about, you know, some of the, the stuff that we're kind of unknown, we haven't seen it, that kind of stuff, you know, to me, it's like, all right, let's see how that looks. You know, yeah. who's, who's going to be out there on the edge in some of these situations? How are they going to handle the rotations up front and stuff like that? So, so you know, I'm looking forward to that kind of stuff. And, you know, look, the Jets, it's, it's not going to be an offense, I think, that they will be unfamiliar with. I mean, I know they haven't played them in a couple of years. So, you know, in terms of personnel, yeah, you might not know some of these guys. Uh-huh. But their OC, Mike LaFleur, name probably sounds familiar. He's Matt LaFleur's brother. He worked with Kyle in Cleveland. He worked with him in Atlanta. He worked with him in San Francisco. <laughs> so, you know, you know, he's kind of off of that tree, um, just like the Bengals head coach. So, I mean, they've seen – this system, yep. you know, and yeah, like I said, you got some different players and, um, you know, they'll adjust to that as the game goes on. Cause again, they've been practicing against each other for all of these months and, you know, aside from the preseason games, but now you're going to get to go against, you know, some different guys. So that'll be an adjustment as it always is. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were talking about it last night, uh, when I was, uh, recording deep cover with Carrie and Chris and, I was like, man, I feel like I'm I'm kind of blowing, I'm kind of pumping them up because Chris was like, man, I'm supremely confident in the Ravens' ability to beat the Jets. <laughs> and I was right. just like, ah, I'm looking at their offense and they got this guy, they got that guy, da, 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 da. and he's like, yeah, yeah, I hear all that. I respect that. But he said, I think this defense is, is going to be able to control this offense. And, uh, they really were more confident about the offensive side, like what Lamar and those guys can do. But he said, you know, even the defense, I think that they're going to be able to kind of control this thing. And he said, look, they know Joe Flacco. This this coaching staff knows Joe Flacco. Some of the players know on know, uh, on defense know Joe Flacco. We kind of know what Joey is and what Joe yeah. likes to do. So uh, they feel pretty good about that. Well, I, I will say this about Mr. Flacco. Um, Joe Joe was Joe's going to make his plays because Joe's going to be pumped. But we also know who Joe, like you said, we also know who Joe is. Um, Joseph does not like zone defense. (laughs) It is is not his preferred thing to do and see, particularly when teams do not really bring pressure. Now, everyone likes to say when Joe doesn't, when Joe sits in the pocket, he can pick you apart. Joe can pick you apart when you bring five or six because it gives him opportunities on the outside. It gives him his first read. Joe loves his first read. This is why you introduce zone. Zone is going to identify what his first read is. And since you have corners like Humphrey and Peters, he's teams are not going to feel comfortable trying that first read because it's a setup. <laughs> it's a full-blown setup. And if you need an example, watch Pittsburgh. They run their trap coverage flawlessly. And they'll do it to every quarterback every, every year, and they'll get a pick out of it because it's just, it, it just happens because it's beautiful. So you will see that. And, and, and Joe has flashbacks. When you're a quarterback, you have flashbacks. And I think Joe will have a decent game. I think Joe will be 28 of 42 for like 165. And then, and 
that that'll be Joe's day because he'll throw it underneath. He'll check it down to the running backs, and we're going to have to come up and tackle. And once again, the beautiful part about zone is there are multiple layers of tackling. There's guys coming from every direction. So key point in this game will be tackling in the open field and getting guys on the ground. And that was a question Chris had asked one of the shows we did a little while ago about what that might look like, you know, what tackling might look like early in the season, considering mm -hmm. uh, the guys who have been played in the preseason. So they have right. actually gotten out there um, tackling guys in game-like conditions. You know, they have some live periods of practice, but, um, you know, this this will be some of those guys' first time, you know, tackling somebody this season <laughs> in, a yeah. game, in game conditions. So – um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, obviously, you, you're not looking to have any missed tackles, but you know, look, you, I've said it to you before. These guys, these guys are hard to tackle in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> these guys are not easy to get on the ground. Um, but I'm hoping that we see some of what we saw from Mike McDonald's defense when we watched them in Michigan, where it was a collective effort. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew where their help was. You know, let's leverage the ball. Let's play to our help. And then when we get there, let's get there with at least two guys. Yep. Possibly more. <laughs> yeah. And and that's and that's you 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 explained it perfectly in the sense of know where your help is. Yeah. When you know where your help is at all times and you're in position, you can play slow. So therefore you I hate to use the term tackle slow. Because you're not tackling slow, but you're able to slow down and let it kind of happen. Man coverage, you got to go attack. Yeah, and that's guys like launching and lunging and diving. Right, and 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 it's hero plays. You're like, yeah, that's a great play. Like, no, because come November when it's cold, yeah. he ain't gonna make that play because his hands gonna be cold. He's gonna slip off the cold pad in his pants, and he's gonna go for twenty five. And you'd be like, why did their tackling get bad? It didn't get bad. We just didn't notice it because it was 95 and sticky. And he could stick to everything that he tackled. Yeah. It gets changed. Hey, when it gets cold, <laughs> things change. Things change. When it gets cold, everything hurts. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> tackling? You have you have no idea. I You probably do. But I played, I played for JMU. And we played up in the Northeast a lot. So we had some, you know, when you get the schedule in, in August, <laughs> you take a look to see, you know, how cold am I going to be and what the rotation would be. So, you know, we played a couple of games in Maine, which weren't like awfully cold, but, you know, 30s for the most part. The coldest games we played were in New Hampshire, and it was miserable. And there's not a lot you can do once you're cold and trying to tackle. And you know you have to wrap up and tackle, but then you start trying to body tackle because it's just feeling, like it feels better. It's sticking an arm out there and feeling a 225 running back going, you know what, I don't feel like being tackled because it hurts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a miserable. Seeing so that's why. Yes, it's miserable. It's a miserable Even feeling at all levels, whether it's college or NFL. <laughs> you see it; those cold weather games. It's just different. 
everything is different. Tackling is different. Catching the ball on offense is different. The way people move around the field is different. I mean, the weather, like when it's really, really cold, um, it has an impact. Um, but um, fortunately, this this early part of the season, the weather's good. Uh, yep. <laughs> exactly, so, is great because yeah. everybody grab on something. Yeah, so you know the Ravens will, will have some good weather uh, up there in the, the Jet Stadium. So let's uh, we don't get too much. You know, I think that's that's probably pretty a, a good place to kind of stop on the preview because again, we're we're kind of waiting to see what it looks like for yep. Mike McDonald. And I think you know we'll be able to get into more specific stuff after the game when we say, okay, here's what we saw out there. Um, and, Absolutely. Yeah, as opposed to just speculating about, oh, I think they might do this. I think they might do that. You know, let's just wait and see what they actually do. <laughs> and then you <laughs> didn't want to have something to talk about. Um, but I know one thing that you did want to talk about was sort of defensive expectations for the season, kind of big picture, um, you know, th- those kinds of things. So I give you the floor uh, to share your thoughts on that. So for me – my goals going into a campaign is keeping a team under used to be 17. We'll say 21 points now just because of the nature of offense. So my goal going into the season is keeping teams under 21 points a game. And I, I think with this type of defense, I think that is, very much in line with their possibilities of doing this year. Um, And I need to see turnovers and and moving into more of a zonal look will create those opportunities. Now we just got to capitalize. So I, my expectations is more turnovers, not as much sack as what people have seen around here, I think there'll be a little more situational sacks that will get a little more weird type of pressures. I think the sack numbers will be spread out. Um, because you're asking a lot for OA to carry you right now. And that's not who he's going to be early in the season. Let him get into his swerve, and I need to see Mike McDonald get into his bag and be consistent in his bag. I I don't need to see third and four. We sell, you know, things we've seen in the past. (laughs) Seen in the past. And I don't expect that. He hasn't shown that. Um, what I've seen is a, is an individual who's he has expectations of his defense being a top ten defense, and that's where I see the Ravens. Um, if this team wants to go far, this defense has to have the expectations that they're going to go in and control football games. I'm not talking about dominate football games; they need to control fo- football games from start to finish. And I think that's the most important thing, and my expectation as Mike McDonald gets up into this and calling these games more is people think defense is reactionary. It's not. You can dictate very much 
from the front foot if you understand the team that's in front of you. There are going to be games every once in a while where you have to fight for that. And sometimes you, you, you're just going to have to play the frenetic pace. But at some point, defensively, you have to take control of the football game. If that's the last five minutes of the football game, guess what? You took control of the football game the last five minutes of the game. And that's what I need to see from this football team is closing out games defensively. That's one of my favorite lines, right? That I've heard of. it was a defensive coach who said it. He said, I want to I want to turn actors into reactors. He said, people have this perception that offense are the actors. They're the ones that are, you know, dictating. It's like, no, nah, I want to turn them into reactors. We're mm-hmm. going to be the actors. <laughs> we're going to make them react to us. Yep. And what we're doing. And he says, when people hear that, like a lot of times the first thing that comes to mind is pressure. We're going to get all kind of crazy with pressures and sending a bunch of people. He's like, you don't have to do that. Nope. You don't have to do that. Basically, to your point, I won't get into all of the nuts and bolts of what he says, but you pretty much echo this point. If you understand who you're playing and you understand their schemes, right? You understand how they block certain runs, you understand protections and stuff, you will attack them in that way and you'll make them react to the things that you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of just being able to say, hey, we want to run, um, you know, this kind of blocking scheme in our run game, we want to run these kind of protections, okay? You might want to do that. Yeah. We're going to do some things. <laughs> you, yeah. How you do those things. And you, you can do that with Mike McDonald's defense without having to bring numbers. Nope. Right? Whether it's just line movement up mm-hmm. front, whether it's by alignment, just where he aligns guys up, and then you get post-snap movement or pre-snap movement. It might only be still four guys. Yeah. But just these four guys, he gives you one picture, and then the picture changes, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. We thought we were going to be blocking this one. We thought we were going this guy. Right. I was out of there. Now we got to adjust on the fly. And he's talked about that before. I've heard him talk. He's like, look, all of us linemen, they're big dudes, right? What they don't want to do is in flight adjust. They're not trying to do that. No. <laughs> so when they're on their track, when they're on their tracks, they're on their tracks. Yeah. So if you can, the more you can make them in flight adjust or make them have to second guess or, you know, sort of think more about what they're doing that's the advantage you you're turning them into reactors now yeah so to me i think there's there's like a mindset switch right that that changes with that as opposed to well let's bring six let's bring seven you know let's 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 get crazy with that hey can that work at times sure at times and i'm not saying he'll never do it all season there could be a time where he goes zero i don't don't think that that's something he wants to do a lot but You know, it's it's a, you, I don't have to tell you. It's about having tools in your toolbox, and zero is a tool. You know, there, there yeah. might be a time to use it, but um, I don't think that's something he wants. That's not the world he wants to live in. Because I, I just I don't think philosophically that's what he believes. I think he believes like we can get pressure without having to sell out. Yeah, he he'll bring. I think the I feel like the most he'll bring is sex, and I think. Like you said, it's going to be rare occasions he'll want to bring seven. Um, even with six, you can you can still get the coverages that you like sure. in terms of, of uh, single high safeties and things along that sort. So you're, you're spot on on the fact that he's, you know, he you can be very much dictative without – Sending twenty-seven people 
and having nine people in the box and having a disguise, which is great. But once I've seen it, I know where to throw it. Sure. So you can't you can't trick me if it's going to look the same every time you call it. Yeah. And that's the difference with when you are in a zone blitz scheme is everything is different predicated on the offensive routes. So I can dictate who the hot man is. Therefore my guys can react. So who's, who's winning these battles? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point. Cause when you talk about Joe, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking about a guy like him who's been in the league as long as he has and has seen as much as, as he has. If you were just to come at him with numbers, he'll figure that out pretty quickly, and he'll know where to go with the ball, right? And I think we we saw that last year with with different quarterbacks. You know, but you've talked about it before. Guys have who've been in the league, and they don't have to be, um, you know, a ten plus year veteran like Joe. It could be four or five years, but they've just seen enough where they know. Look, if you are just going to come at me just by numbers, I'm going to figure that out. Maybe there's a series where you get me. But the next time we come out here, I'm going to have that figured out, and I'm going to know where to go with the ball. And if you don't adjust, we're going to light you up. Um, I mean, we saw Joe, we saw Joe Burrow do that in two games last year. <laughs> so you know, his rookie year, yeah, that stuff. He he kind of had the big eyes, and it was like maybe he saw like 20 dudes coming. Uh, but he figured that stuff out pretty quickly. And then it's like, okay, you're not going to adjust. All right, cool. I'm just going to rip this. I'll just rip it up. You know. So, fortunately, I don't think that we're going to be uh, seeing too many of those game plans <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and we probably won't hear Mike McDonald talking smack about opposing players that much either, probably. So, that's that's probably a good thing, too. Oh, you're mute. I can't hear you. You're mute. Nah, I still can't hear you. Uh-oh. There you go. You're back. Nope, now you went out again. <laughs> now you're back. No chains. No, you're good now. I hear you. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He, there's not going to be any chains on the on the field. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no thugging out. <laughs> I mean, if he got one, he keep his tuck, and you can't see it. Mm. He don't pull. If he got, if he has one at all, he he keep his tuck, and he don't. He don't pull. You, <laughs> you know what game I am? I am. I know Harbaugh is like has, has is salivating. Absolutely salivating is that Giants game. Oh, no. oh my! You don't think they're going to wink? But so is Wink. You know Wink is too. But here's here's the deal. We know what Wink's going to do. And let me just say this: if they got a chance to hang fifty, <laughs> they they go hang fifty, and they go they. I don't think they're going to shake hands. <laughs> It's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. You know, both guys feel the same way. Both guys feel like, "Hey, I'm I'm looking to destroy you guys." Oh my god! (laughs) Both games, both guys feel the same way. Because look, I'll always say uh, I like Wade. I still like Wade. I understand why things kind of ran its course with him and the way he was doing things here. I, I mean, that happens. Mm-hmm. happens you know and, and sometimes it's just time to move on and you know time to kind of adjust and do things a little bit differently but 
you know, he had some good seasons here. Um, you know, the defense finished like top two uh, a couple seasons uh, where, where he was the defensive coordinator. So, like, look, you'll always have 2019. Nobody can ever take that away from you. I mean, that's in the history books. So, and you know, and how did that how did that defense? I'm glad you brought that point up because I think it will help people understand why this change is happening. Because once the switch went to Lamar as the quarterback, you could no longer have a high-risk, high-reward offense, which they were going to roll out because they were going to let Lamar be who he was. And you can't match that up with a high-risk, high-reward defense. No, they got to complement one another. (laughs) Right. And we we saw that combination of crap, high-risk, high-reward, high-risk, high-reward, in the first Titans matchup. When the Titans said, you know what, we're not going to give you the football. And they, what, ran for, what, 230? and, And I think... Derek gave ET a hand hand wash. There was a there was a big guy <laughs> running fast, <laughs> <laughs> throwing touchdown passes like yeah, he's doing a little bit of everything. But that was that was that was that was never going to be the recipe. And when COVID happened, you couldn't make the adequate changes in terms of philosophy because you you didn't have time with your players. You you couldn't do anything. So you kind of had to stick with it, and you 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 saw it kind of implode on itself, in a sense, because once Lamar went down, you had a very mediocre offense, and you had this whatever this was in the other hand. He, he called him the DoorDash corner. Not my words. Those are his words. Those were his players that he was yes. talking about. So, his right. words. But, you know, you had that, and then you also had the personality thing, which which has been reported on. Obviously, he's a big personality. We just talked about the chain and the smack talk yeah. and all the swagger. And, you know, the way Harbaugh is, as open-minded as he is about new stuff and trying to do things new ways, at heart, I think he's an old-school dude at heart. Yeah, And, totally. you know, there's just certain things that just – it's 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 – is going to be conflict after a while. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's willing to deal with it until you st- still until he has to go up there and say, "Yeah, we 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 probably came a little bit too much after." <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, like, Mike, like, Mike, like Mike T says, "I'll tolerate you until I can replace you." <laughs> you know? So Mike T says, "Look." If you're talented, hey, I'll tolerate you until I can replace you. If I can replace you with somebody who's as or more talented, then get out of here. Get out of here. So, hey, I I wish Wink a lot of luck. Obviously not when the Ravens play the Giants. Uh, But otherwise, you know, I I hope he does well. I hope that maybe he learned some things from last season. Absolutely. And that he'll he'll maybe adjust. And it's no fault. I'm not not saying, like, blame – he had some bad calls with structure defense. It is what it is. But the changes had to be made to where you had a defense that once you got into the playoffs can go toe-to-toe with these teams 
in terms of containing and not being dictated to like you were just talking about before and being reactionary because that's what was going on when you rely on scheming up and defensively it it's it's not it's not gonna look pretty yeah it's hard it's hard to keep that up when you're you're so so heavily schemed when you don't have Terrell Suggs, when you don't have Eric Weber, it's, it's hard to keep that up. Yeah. Uh, when you've got some other guys, I'm not going to name names. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But when you got some other guys who aren't those guys, uh, <laughs> it can be hard <laughs> to keep that up. <laughs> so um, I, I'm excited to see it. Uh, we're only a few more days away from it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, anything else you wanted to say on season long expectations or? Can we move into the question uh, of the show? <laughs> we'll move to the question phase, please. Questions. Questions. Plural, I should say. It was supposed to just be one. But it was one that occurred to me because here we are with the season opener, right? And mm-hmm. um, although the Jets' office, well, I'm just talking about from the defense perspective. Also, although the Jets uh, have the same offensive coordinator, so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, as you prepare, you know, you're probably going to obviously look back at some stuff from last year uh, to kind of see what, what the structure was and what they were doing last year. You'll obviously, you know, probably take a little peek at what they were doing in the preseason and you're looking at the personnel. But basically my question for you was, how do you approach season openers as a defensive player? Because there, there's some unknowns. Well, you kind of mentioned it earlier. You know the offensive philosophy. So that's that's how you kind of going into the first game, you kind of that's what you gotta go off of. The basicness of plays, the basic plays you're gonna see, the simple concepts that they have. They're gonna obviously have a few things in that you haven't seen. But the beautiful part about the NFL is as soon as they run it, you got a picture of it, you got a video of it. So when I come over over there and maybe there is a long first drive, they're probably going to run that play two or three times and flip it. So guess what's going to happen mid second quarter, all of a sudden offensive stalls. Why? Cause now I've gotten comfortable yeah. in the sense of, I know your game plan. I may not know what your overall philosophy, like what you want to do long-term, but I know what you're going to do for the rest of that game. So now as a defensive coordinator going into that game, I'm be a little more basic in a sense of I'm not going to be overly schemed. I'm going to run basic stuff in terms of zones, zone blitzes, um, coverages and things along that sort. I will have everything in because obviously I'm coming out of camp. So if I need to pull something out in the second half, the players have done it and will run it. So this is why, and this is, you know, you want good coordinators, but you also want good assistants because adjustments are going to be need to be made, particularly in the first two games. So you better have good coaching. You better have guys on the field and the guys, on the you know in the locker room and in, in 
you know, at halftime who are asking the right questions. And so you can relay the right information to them because they see what you're seeing. What us coaches are seeing from down, we're seeing one thing. The players are seeing another thing. So we got to adjust together and have smart enough guys to say, hey, coach, they're hooking up the curl a little bit shorter than we, you know, we've been practicing for three weeks. Okay, well, we're going to squeeze. I don't want you to jump it. I, we're just going to squeeze down a little bit more. Yeah. So that's kind of how you have to go into particularly the first couple games is you got to be a little more flexible. You got to be a little more am- amiibo-ish in a sense of being able to move and adjust and call things. But in terms of understanding what the team is trying to do to you, you'll know that by at the latest mid-second quarter. Because, yeah, I was thinking about that, and I was like, all right, they'll understand the philosophy. There's going to be some new players there who weren't there last year. Mm-hmm. And so that was another one of my questions is kind of how do you prepare for new personnel? Are you going back and looking at them on their previous teams? If they're rookies, are you going back to college, or are you just saying, hey, look, we're going to focus on what we do a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll make those adjustments that you talked about in, in game as, a, as are necessary. Absolutely, because, you know, the beautiful part about a new player on a new team, team don't know how to use them either yet. Yeah. They may have been they, they have been, they've been using them in camp and things along, so our games are completely different. Yeah. You don't know how the player's going to run her out. You don't know how that player's going to get up to speed. You don't know how a team's going to be covering that guy a little bit different. So, you know, it's, it's a 50-50. He may have a great game or he may disappear, but if my team is drilled in the basics of getting in the zone coverage, understanding what one is doing, what is one is doing, what two is doing. If one is doing this and two is doing that, if we're in the positions that we need to be in, we can make adjustments. But if we're running all over the place, if we're guessing, if we are heavily schemed off of what they did a year ago, what this, that's why teams give up 45 points. <laughs> In, 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 in game one, because they they went out there like, oh, we spent all off season looking at tape, and you set yourself up for a fifty burger, unless you get, unless you get a little lucky. Yeah. Other than that, you 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 kind of have to go into the game and, and get a little lucky early on if you can get some quick three and outs, and and which can be a little hurtful actually the beginning of the season because you're not going to see a lot. And then all of a sudden the offense catches fire in the second half running the stuff you probably would have saw in the first half if they got a little offense going. You give up 30 points in the second half and you're like answering questions. It's like, no, we just – we didn't know what they were going to run until they got into a flow. (laughs) Because sometimes that happens. Sometimes they make some some mistakes early on. Um, and like you said, they may get a couple quick three and outs, and you don't really get a chance to see that stuff. Because I was thinking about that too with this whole question. It's like, look, everybody's got their openers, right? And these are the things that we've been working on, you know, mm-hmm. all camp <laughs> and, and, and the, a couple of weeks leading up to the game. And this is the stuff we got down cold, right? And then we get in the game, and somebody drops a pass, maybe there's a fumble. Uh, maybe there's a false start, you know, whatever happens. And now, you know, we're not able to get through some of those things when we get out of a rhythm. We're not able to get into the rhythm that we had, um, you know, working on these things in practice. 
And it can go both ways. You know, on offense, it can look like, oh, man, this looks kind of look kind of terrible out here right now. And then on defense, they can make it look like, man, these guys are playing great. Well, it may not really be that. And then when it flips, like you said, people are like, well, what happened? Because early on, you were getting them off the field, and this was happening, and that was happening. Um, and it's just one of those things. You see it in games all the time, man. There's there's a rhythm to games, and there's momentum. And, you know, all of that stuff is – is real, yeah. Can can you put it on a spreadsheet? Probably not, but I mean, right. you feel it when you yeah. play in a game. Yeah, you know, you know it. You, you feel, feel it. it. Uh, <laughs> you can see it materialize, and you're like, you can even see it as a coach. You can start to see it happen, and and as a defensive coach, you throw things in there to try to break the rhythm because you can yeah. see it starting to snowball. Yeah, and then there comes a point as a defensive coordinator, you go into bend but don't break. I'll get you down to about the 15, and I feel confident once I get you down to the 15, I can stop you for a field goal. That's that's where my next last stand on this drive. Like, if you get to the 50 and you in rhythm, I'm not even really trying to stop you at that point. I'm, I'm trying to get you to kick a field goal. Yeah. My goal is, like, getting down there, like, okay, now I got you boxed in a little bit more. Now I can – I can coach us out of this. Yeah, because I, you know, look, people, when people hear bend, bend, uh, bend but don't break, sometimes it kind of has like a negative perception for some people, a negative connotation. But for me, I'm like, look, I'll take threes instead of sevens all day. All day. You want to trade that? Hey, I'm, I'm expecting this offense with a guy like Lamar, we ain't going to be out there kicking field goals all day. No. <laughs> We're going to be scoring some touchdowns. If I – what is it? Seven to nine NFL drives in a game, yeah. something like that. If you are scoring on, we'll say for sake, there were eight drives, and most NFL teams score what on thirty to forty percent of their drives. Probably. So if you're scoring on three of your drives for that game, and I'm got you to kick two field goals out of those three scoring drives. You don't think I expect my offense to score more than 13 points? Absolutely. Absolutely. This offense with that guy at quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I do. Right. This ain't Trent Dilfer. No. This is, this is, this is right. different. It's a you, – you – there are certain games where there are three and outs and everything's rolling. Yeah. And there are going to be certain games you're going to be out there and from 20 to 20 – this team can work you. Yeah. But guess what? When we get inside the 20, it's my time. Tighten up. <laughs> Tighten up. We tighten up when we uh, get down there. Because zone get... defense inside the 20 is miserable to try to throw on. Yeah. A good zone. It's, it's just miserable. And that's why teams who can't run the football, Buffalo, um, struggle scoring points when they are controlling the game. They got to score from 35 yards out, throwing strikes. But guess what? You leave 25 seconds on the clock for Patrick Mahomes to come down and kick a field goal. Instead of being able to run two or three plays within that drive that ate up that extra 25 seconds you needed to eat up. Yep. Plus, you can get into the whole, you know, there was a bunch of conversation about how they played that last 13 seconds, you know, how you have to switch you're not playing to stop the touchdown at that point. You're playing to stop the field goal. Right. We had guys playing back at a depth where, hey, we're protecting the touchdown. Like, look, they ain't trying to score a touchdown. 
They're trying to get him. <laughs> what, what are we doing? If they score a touchdown, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like it's you, over anyway. It's over anyway. But if we score goal, <laughs> you know, now we're we're going into overtime, and um, you know, with 13 seconds, it's just one of those situations. You you probably are going to say nine times out of ten, if we got the lead with 13 seconds, we're going to win the game. It it drives me wild when teams decide to put three three down linemen and rush passer. Like what? The whole game you had seven in coverage and you've controlled them. Why do you need an eighth guy now? (laughs) You need an eighth guy. All of a sudden, we're going to change something that's been working. Give me a four man rush so I know at least three guys are going to guess what? Have a one on one. Someone's going to win. Yeah. That's why I pay them. That's why I own this football team. That's what they're up there to do. So I, that I've not been a fan of. I'm not I'm not a, a big fan of switching kind of what you've been doing when it's been working like that. I understand you're trying to guard against certain things. Um, and so maybe, you know, guys get a little bit more depth or whatever. But I still think, you know, hey, you got a four-man rush and it's been working throughout the course of the game. Keep that four-man rush going. I mean, yeah. They're not that there can't be situations where you mix it up like, when I see drop eight and I like it, drop eight is when sometimes teams do it in the red zone. I do yeah. like drop eight in the red zone. I like it. No, not yeah. I like not, it at times. No, times not even that. No, no. Why? Well, for me, the reason why I like it is all right. So let's say it's an obvious passing down. So we know they're throwing it. Um, obviously, everything is shrunk and condensed down there. Yeah. Right. So I'm just going to completely clog up the works. And I'm gonna force you to hold the ball, run around. You know, somebody. Hopefully, somebody gets to you, or you gotta you gotta throw it away. I'm not saying do it every time you're down there. Maybe you do it once a game, something like that. This is like a change up. So away. let me let me let me tell you this on the side of a defensive player. When when my coach came to me and asked me one week, should we put in an eight, an eight coverage? I was like, it, it don't it it doesn't work for players. Because our natural instinct after three or four seconds is to go look what's going on. Yeah. So they're not going to be standing <laughs> coverage anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> our natural instinct after three or four seconds as a defensive player, because at that point, something should have happened. Crowds yeah. said, ooh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you heard you going to go get it. Right. So you're you're naturally gonna be like, what's going on? So you're gonna look, and that split second you look, that's all it takes. He gonna whistle one by your ear. Guess what? Because the dude decided to step one way where you didn't go. Yeah, yeah and that I, happens more times point. than not. That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. All right, I'm gonna I'm fall back. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not go trying with... to change your opinion. It's just no. I'm gonna go as a coach. I'm, I'm gonna go on my fallback. I'm saying it's a tool in the tool. <laughs> Don't put it in my toolbox, please. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> if you got enough, you got enough stuff in your toolbox. Sometimes you got stuff in there that's been in there for years. You don't even use it. You don't I, forget that it's even in there. I would. <laughs> it, the funny part is, I would rather run a zone blitz. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Why am I going to give you time? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to. I mean, if you're at the forty, it's different. Yeah, like you're the like the forty trying to get over to another forty. Yeah. Yeah, I might not run it. But if we're at your 30 or 20 and it's fourth and eight, why am I going to sit there and let you? 
you haven't been doing all game. I haven't been giving you time. Now I'm going to give you time. <laughs> time and space. <laughs> no. hopefully, hopefully we're not going to give you space. But I hear what you're saying, that we're probably effectively going to give you space because after a certain number of seconds, just instinctively, not that people would count seconds, just by feel, they know the ball should have been out. Somebody should have been getting tackled. Something should have happened. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not happening. Fifth- we got to go. It's like for 57 minutes, I am allowed you to be a football player. And now, since we're up seven and we're going to try to – I'm going to take that all out away from you and just literally make you dummies standing out in the middle of the field ushering people to the sideline to waste time. Yeah, they probably don't love it. <laughs> and, and, and then once Everybody you get it, and then once you get in the twenty, okay, I need you to ramp it up again. It don't work like that, man. Yeah, can't turn it on. <laughs> no. Can't turn it on. All right, we will we will uh, package that one for a later time. You know, as soon as I see it, I'm gonna bring it up. Whatever they, somebody gonna do it. Somebody gonna do it. Uh, maybe it won't be them. Uh, but but some I, I'm not thinking about. It. Yeah, we were watching McDonald's stuff at Michigan. I don't know that I ever saw it. I'm not gonna say they did. I, I'm sure he did it once in a while yeah, against Alabama. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, that game. Who knows? Because I think it's Georgia or whatever. Because things kind of got got out of hand a little bit. Um, but that was it. That was it for the questions uh, that that I had. Uh, you you answered all of those uh, very well as usual. Um, any kind of final thoughts before we uh, wrap this thing up? I just I just want to see this football team on both sides of the football just impose what they've been talking about. It's a revenge tour, right? That's what they've been saying. And not we're not gonna do this flashy. We're we're gonna be who we are at our core. Which is a physical football team. That's it. So go be fast, go be physical, be smart. Be smart. But 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 be physical at the point of attack. I want you to tackle with physicality because there's a difference in just tackling and being physical when you tackle. Yeah. Ask, ask the New England Patriots against the Rams in the Super Bowl. What's yeah. the difference between tackling and being physically tackled? There's a difference. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. And, and that's the mentality and you have the secondary to do that and you have the hitters to do that. So I need to see... I don't need... You can be a tone setter without being dirty and, and getting stupid penalties and being a little late and think no. Tackle physically on the tackle. If it's a 13-yard gain, make him feel a 13-yard gain. Yeah. It's a 20-yard gain. He gonna get up and celebrate, excel, celebrate, but before he gets up and celebrates, when you tackle him, make him feel that 20-yard gain. I remember our coach used to say for the DBs, like when you tackle uh, wires here, finish on top of him, make him feel your body. <laughs> and not in a dirty way. Yeah. Not my just dirty. Just lay on him. Just, just, on just, him. just you tackle him and just let your weight just kind of just like, yeah. you just take a deep breath, like, oh, uh, just no. let it just, <laughs> just let him nice fall. Yeah. Nice Put your weight on him. Yeah. <laughs> Lean on him a little bit. Put your weight on him. As he said, just finish on top, man. Yeah. On top of those dudes. Roll over. 
Every time they got to get up, first they got to get you off of them. Yeah. Then they got to try to get up. Roll on over on them. Like, you know, you tackle, you know, roll. Not nothing dirty. Just roll down their legs. Like, yeah. just you finishing your tackle. Just roll off. Like, that stuff, you haven't. It's the little things. It eventually gets on their nerves. Yeah. Something they're worried about you doing something else. And as soon as they decide they're going to run an out route instead of an in route, and the quarterback thinks he's running an in route, and guess where the ball's going to hit you? Right in the chest. You can go for six. And he would say that, especially against wide receiver, because he's like, they don't want to be touched to begin with. They don't want yeah, nobody putting their hands on no. them. So they're like, if they got to deal with you every time they got to get up, you on them. You holding the lay like like you said, just kind of lay there a little bit. They gotta get you yeah. off. Yeah. He was like that. Just over time, he was like, "That's gonna get in some dude's head, and he gonna push you, do something after the whistle." And he's like, "That's easy for us. That's cheap yards. That's free yards." So he was yeah. like, just, just give him that little. Now nah, we ain't gonna be dirty. No, we ain't, we ain't gonna play outside the rules. Physical, physical on the tackle. <laughs> yeah, just he said, "Look, you know what I'm talking about. Just be an asshole." Basically, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Be a nice asshole. <laughs> don't, don't be a dirty one. Don't be a dirty one. Be a, be a nice, one. clean, decrepit asshole. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody knew what that meant because everybody had played against a guy who just always put his hands on him, just always got his hand. He's like, man, just get off, get off me. <laughs> it has that effect on you over time. You know, right. like, dang, we, 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 about to, we about to handle this outside of the game. So right, if, you get right. somebody, if you get somebody thinking like that, you win. You mm-hmm. win if you get somebody thinking like that. So uh I, I want to I want to see all those things that you talked about. And then I also want to say, um, and this is cliche, but I I mean I talked about it all last year, the year before last. I feel like I'm talking about it every year. Um, don't beat yourself. Okay, don't beat yourself, right? Pre-snap penalties, you know, losing your poise things that you know you're not supposed to be doing or just, you know, not being where you're supposed to be, not executing. Just don't beat yourself because so many of these games, we saw this with the college, you talked about the college games, college games over the weekend. More of those games were lost than they were won. Right. <laughs> because people were doing things. We can't get lined up right on an extra point. Uh, you know, just little stuff. And it's like, come on, man, don't, don't beat yourself. It's hard enough to go out here and play that other team. And sometimes playing against the refs too, and now we gonna beat ourselves. On top of that, nah, we can't do that. Can't do that. So, like you said, that really, in a word, be smart. You said that 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 sums all that up in a word. Be smart. <laughs> if you're playing, yeah. If you're playing smart, you're not gonna beat yourself. So that's not too Yep. Well, hey, look, everybody, we appreciate you as always. Like, subscribe, tell a friend, <laughs> tell a friend. We are looking forward to uh, talking again next week after the Ravens get the dub uh, up there in New York. So, as always, we don't do no overtime. We are.